This is the Baymaw Podcast with Marty Solomon. I'm his co-host, Brent Billings. Today, we officially wrap up our journey through history and talk about what comes next for Baymaw. Yeah. Right here, so I want to start. I've got a couple of readings I want to do today. I'm so out of character this last episode and this episode today. So unusual for me. But i got a couple, uh, couple story times, a couple readings I want to do. I want to start with one. We'll talk about what's coming next in Baymaw. And then I'm going to close with one of my favorite readings that I always use to close with my students. I want to start here with this. Uh, it's called The Benediction. It is um, the last chapter of uh, a book by Sarah Bessie. We're going to put it in the show notes here. going to link it. It's a book called Out of Sorts, Making Peace with an Evolving Faith. A great read for everything Bema. Just the whole book. It's fantastic. I believe I recommended it on Facebook. Not, you know, it was a while ago, I guess. But, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Great read. Um, I think it really resides with the spirit of what we've done now for five sessions. So I just want to read these closing thoughts. I thought they were super good and just the words she'll share here, I feel like are very fitting for this point as we kind of wrap up this body of work and where we find ourselves on the journey here in Bema. So here's some words from Sarah Bessie. You and I are sitting in a mess of half unpacked boxes, aren't we? We have a few piles here and there. Looks like a homemade altar to me. I know that the idea of wilderness is something romanticized in literature of sermons or or sermons by the now clean and tidy, prosperous ones who wax philosophic about rediscovery. But there's nothing romantic about the arduous task of sorting through a lifetime of questions and wonderings. We sort on the threshold of grief and change. It's a liminal space. And I hope you know I'm just as dirty and disheveled as everyone else, because we never stop. You'll set out on this journey with your trunks and baggage, boxes and piles in tow. And if you're anything like me, you may feel a bit of smugness. I was certain I uh, I would arrive on the other side with my pet gods firmly intact. But as the journey carries on, you will leave a trail behind you, a littering of the contents of your baggage. And slowly, sometimes bitterly, it must be admitted, your walk through the wilderness will become unencumbered. You may sit by the trail and cry over the poisonous, lovely things being left behind. You'll wonder why you're still holding on to this thing or that thing. You'll find that some things you were ready to lo- to toss have become dear, so precious that you'll carry them in your lap to keep them safe. But every single one of those items you leave along the trail, your cynicism, your hypocrisy, your lies, your numbing techniques, your apologetics, your doctrinal statements, your worldview, your pomposity, that's a great word, pomposity, and and doctrinal, uh, 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 your opinions, your careful constructed personas, your sins, your righteousness, your secrets, all of it will become filthy rags. And in the end, you will be nearly flinging them off the wagon. Glad to be rid of them at last, I promise. When you find streams in the desert, the hands of those who love the gospel will be the ones who hand you just enough water to drink. You will swallow the dust down with the cool water and cry with relief before setting out again. No, the wilderness isn't romantic, but it's beautiful and terrifying and intimate. Eventually, there won't be anything between you and God anymore. There's freedom and deliverance waiting on the other side. Sometimes it won't look the way the travel brochure sold it, though. You'll look back from your new home in the West And you'll love the wind and the wild, and you'll love your freckles and the sun's slow weathering of your bare face. 
You know, love the song of the stars in your hair uh, more than you loved the contents of your life, more than you love tidy sealed boxes and certainty. And here's the secret. You will still feel the call in the wind beckoning you further west. You'll face the prospect of another journey, the likelihood of another one on the other side of that, and some part of you will look forward to the nights alone on the prairie when the voice of God sings clear in your bones. You'll pack up for the new journey, another betwist and another betwist in between, another adventure in sorting it all out, and you'll wonder which of these essential and important things will litter the new trail ahead of you. You're a pioneer, an explorer, an adventurer, so carry on. I need to pray for you, and with you, and over you. Fair warning, the way I pray may not be the way that you pray. That's okay. There's a part of beauty in that. So first let me do this, beloved one. I pray you won't be afraid. I pray for bravery and guts, for honesty and discernment. I know you have a lot to lose. We all do when we lay down our certainties and our black and white thinking. It's terrifying to grow up, if you really think about it. But the Lord is your light and your salvation. Whom shall you fear? The Lord is a stronghold of your life. Of whom should you be afraid? I pray that when people, often well-meaning, try to quiet your questions or placate you or numb you, you would remember that God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love, of power, and of sound mind. I pray you would remember that God is not threatened by you and that the slippery slope may very well be your saving grace. Sending you careening into truth and love, newness and beauty, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears has not made per- is not made perfect in love. Fear is not our motivator. Fear is not our address. Fear is not our ruler. We are not a people of fear, but a people of love. I pray you would come to know Jesus deeply and intimately. I pray you would fall in step with the man from Nazareth and that his way of life would become life for you, life more abundant. I pray that you would have your ideas of Jesus, your preconceptions, your thought, uh, your thought I knew him dis- disrupted. I pray you would find yourself apprenticed to him in all ways. I pray that you would love him, yes, to love Jesus and the Father and Spirit to whom he introduced us with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. I pray that he would be your first and your last. I pray you would embrace your place in the body of Christ. Your right to learn and to test, your right to read and explore. I know that sometimes it seems as if there is more room for wonder and delight, beauty and mystery and grandeur and astrophysics than in religion. That's because religion tells us that it's all figured out. If there's nothing left to learn, here are the answers to learn them. But instead, I pray you would be an explorer, that you would be delight and wonder and curiosity with your faith about God and about the story with which you continue to wrestle. I pray, I pray that the Bible would capture your imagination and heart again. I pray that you would read these sacred words with new eyes and a heart to receive. I come against any abuse that you may have endured in the name of the scripture or in any ways that the story of God has been used against you. I pray for healing in your wounds. I pray for eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to you. I pray that your soul would hunger for Scripture and for prayer. I pray that the words of the Bible would become your great anthem, your comfort, your place of belonging. May Scripture shape your prayers with stories and truth, promises and declarations, poems and metaphors. Reading the Bible is still the best way I can think of to listen. What is the Spirit saying to you? May your life be an overflow of the story. May scripture change your life, change your tongue, change your mind, and so change the world. 
but be ready to be wrong about a few things first. I pray for you as a beloved member of the church. Yes, you are a beloved member of the church. You are a part of the body. We wouldn't be us without you. We need you and your voice, your experience, and your wisdom. We need your talents and your failures. I pray for you to find your place. Whether it's an official four walls and a tax status gathering or a homemade mismatch of misfits in a basement, I pray for friendship and community to become a source of life for you. I pray that when you are lonely, you would find your family. May you come alive in relationship while still keeping the spark of you burning. No homogeny, but beautiful diversity. I pray that you would create what you are craving because chances are you aren't alone, even if you think you are. I pray for a small handful of somewheres. Not too many, of course, just a few. To know you at your best and your worst, for you to love them and show up for them and be their person. I pray for authenticity and realness, for the shedding of masks and expectations. I pray for the real to show up in the body of Christ. I pray you would learn how to champion and celebrate others to put others first. This is not the time for pettiness and who is in and who is out. We're all in. May you make time for fun and for joy, to be silly and to go on adventures. I pray for you to embrace your place in the kingdom of God. I pray that you would have your eyes opened. Look, it's already here. You're part of it, and so am I. Anywhere and everywhere that we are, as a people of God, we are proclaiming and establishing the kingdom of God. You may feel like an exile. That's because you kind of are. Plant gardens in your exile. Work for the good of your city, and don't be caught up in the not yet of the kingdom of God that you forget it's also now. I pray that you would know that you are a part of something bigger than yourself, that you would be able to look back and look around to see that you are part of a big and glorious story, a big, messy rummage sale that's been going on for millennia. I pray that when you don't have words, the words of those pilgrims before you would find their way to your mouth. I pray that when you find yourself in Pentecost or Epiphany, Christmas or an ordinary time, you would feel connected to the story of God instead of the marketing calendar or a card company. I pray that you would, find, that you would feel anchored like you're a part of a family, a tradition, a practice. I pray for your memory to strengthen, that the Spirit would make sense to the line of time that stretches backwards from you and your time and includes the great cloud of witnesses. I pray for the active and intimate leading of the Holy Spirit. Oh yes, I'm going there. I pray for signs and wonders, for dreams and visions, for miracles and intimacy. I pray for an open mind and an open heart. I pray that you would hear the Spirit is saying to the church, May you walk in an awareness of the Spirit and the comfort and company and conviction. I pray that the Spirit led boldness and gentleness. I pray that you would bear the fruit of the Spirit in your life as you abide in the vine of Christ. May you become a person of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. May you be perfumed with the scent of heaven, and may you be a thorn in the side of the enemy. I pray that you would honor your hunger and your thirst. Don't outsource the work of the Holy Spirit in your life to someone else. I pray that when you are grieving and suffering, you would find peace and wholeness again. God isn't to blame. I really believe that. May that truth comfort you. I pray for you to feel held and carried in your time of great need, because it will come if it hasn't already. You have a voice for lament as well as for praise. Cry out to God. I pray for your heart to be broken 
and your anger to be woken up. I pray uh, I come against anything that would try to separate your gospel from your feet and your hands and your habits and your money. I pray that your everyday life would become an outpost for justice to roll down. I pray for perseverance and renewal, for the dry places to bloom with flowers, for the mountains to bow down and the valleys to rise up. I pray that you would be a learner, a listener, a humble worker. I pray that as you push back the darkness, painful step by step, that you would be empowered by the Holy the by the Spirit for mighty deeds. I pray for courage and for perseverance and humility as we rise from a world, a culture, a past that is shouldering lies, that is shouting lies about our very created and called selves. O oh, Almighty One, sweep the entanglements of our sin and those lies from our souls. Show us that our fetter is but a spider web compared to the fury of your freedom sweeping in, the wonder of your wide open door and fresh air. The battle is yours, and it is won, as Jesus said. We can put our swords back where they belong. We belong to you. We belong to the family of God. We are named. We are loved. We call each other by our real names. May we lift up our heads from our despair and find the family we have always yearned to find. May we be ones who speak the words of Paul in Ephesians two nineteen through 22 to one another. Here they are. That's plain enough, isn't it? You're no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here with as much right to the name of Christian as anyone. God is building a home. We are taking shape day after day, a holy temple built by God, all of us built into it, a temple in which God is quite at home. May we be the ones who don't give up on radical inclusion. May we remember to whisper to one another every now and then on purpose at the right time, you belong here. There's room for you. There's room for all of us. We are part of the temple in which God is quite at home. Patience and faith belong together. May you remember that you have so much to learn and treat the people in your life as your teachers. Everything you do in your life can be a testimony to the goodness and freedom and openness of our God. May we be the ones who hold the doors open for others, who hold hands, who hold faces, who hold secrets for one another, who hold space for the pain and the brilliance, who hold the light and the salt, the complexity and the simplicity, the silence and the storm, the ones who hold opinions loosely and yet love ferociously. Everything you do is spirit-filled if you intend it to be. There isn't a hero in the kingdom. We are all beginners. Remember the ones who lead you are also on the ground, not on a pedestal. We will fail you in some way. I wish that were not true, but it is. Give us grace, please. I pray for your vocation and your calling. Oh, may your hands find the work that you were meant to do. I pray whenever you find yourself on a stage or on a position of influence or perhaps your kitchen table or beautiful obscurity, you would find God in all the days of your life and all the callings and all the places. I pray for the holy to invade you daily. I pray that your eyes and your heart would be open to see where God is hiding in plain sight. Instead of waiting for your real life to start, I call you to wake up. Wake up! Your life is happening. This is where God has placed you. May you become a parable of hope and renewal right where you are. And here at last, as we sit here among the questions still unanswered, the path you must walk ahead, I pray for your journey as it unfolds into the unknown. I know you feel a bit out of sorts. We all do sometimes. It's okay. Do not be afraid. You are so very loved. I pray that you would remember it, know it, live it, breathe it, rest in it, beloved. In the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Sarah Bessie, Epiphany 2015. Some good words right there, Brent Billings.
Yeah, I like that. Had to share that. I was trying to decide if I was going to share that or not, and I thought, of course. It's so fitting. They're so good for our journey through this whole thing. I was thinking about, like, she wrote that, you know, five five plus years ago. I don't know how. Sure. Exactly. When, when she wrote that, maybe she pulled it from something earlier, but like, I just felt she meant every single word of that sure. so intentionally. Yeah. She's a great writer in that regard. Absolutely. And yeah, just, just to have someone speaking that into your future and affecting your present, uh, I think it's just really powerful. Absolutely. So I'm glad you shared it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I got one more thing to share, but before we get there, let's talk about uh, what's coming next, Brent. Are we all done? Are we all done here? No way. Ugh. I have I have sometimes said things in such a way that I've implied that after session five, it's over, but it's not over. We've only finished the foundation. Yeah, absolutely. And this was like, this is the end of the foundation. This is the end of a of a journey of a body of work. The core material. Yeah, absolutely. So that matters. That's that's that is what it is. But we have much more to come. We have session six on its way. I think we're going to call it postscripts. Yep. So fitting. At this point, that's what we think. That's what we think. We're, subject to change. Everything is subject to change at this point. We have some ideas. We don't know exactly what's going to come. Who knows the future? But God alone, I don't. Right. Yeah. So who knows? But. We got we got more content coming, Brent. Uh, what do you want to say about that? What kind of content we got? Well, as we record this, um, we are a little bit ahead of schedule, so we are we are talking to you from uh, the past, and we don't know exactly how things are going to play out by the time this episode releases. Uh, this episode will come out at the end of January 2021. We might have a short break before we start into the next session. We might not. It just depends on um, where things are at. We haven't solidified what our release schedule is going to be. If it will continue to be every Thursday, it might be every other Thursday. Uh, who knows? It could be two times a week. Like I can't imagine that being the case, but it's hard to say where exactly we'll land and how we're going to format things. But but session six, so-called session six, will will just kind of go on forever. So yeah. the the first five sessions will be there forever for you to start from the beginning and go through that. Uh, but once you're done, like, we're just going to talk about stuff. And we have all kinds of ideas that uh, that we've been thinking about over the course of recording this for five years, uh, four and a half years, I guess. And uh, we got a ton of input from uh, listeners on the Slack. We, we put out a, a request for some ideas, and we did a big brainstorming session, and we pulled all those ideas together so we've got a ton of stuff that we can pull from there was stuff i'd never thought of in there yeah they had some great thoughts right i loved it so if you're not in the slack by the way you should definitely get in there should put that in the show notes yeah, a little yeah, link down there definitely put it in the show all notes. Right, excellent put a little link to uh join the slack community down there but yeah so we have a lot of ideas we'll probably have like some mini series of of things that we'll cover over a handful of episodes we'll probably have some topics that we cover one episode at a time here and there i love series it's one of my favorite things i love to do series yeah what a fun thing yeah yeah and uh we might have some guests on the show like we we just don't know exactly but we've got a ton of ideas and so we're not anywhere close to done yeah but the big takeaway is that audio content is still going to be produced it'll come on your podcast feed so just keep on being subscribed and it's going to come on some form of regular, it's going to be a regular posting, should the Lord not get in the way of that or change our plans. We're just going to keep posting content on somewhat of a regular basis. 
Is exactly. that accurate? Yes. And then there's some new things that I'm going to try to experiment with. I don't even know if any of these things are going to work. I'm going to try to like maybe have a little bit more of a video presence in different ways, maybe create some video content in different ways. Um, I'm thinking about having just a little bit more of a presence on YouTube. Uh, that may not work out at all. Who knows? Uh, I'm not necessarily looking to be a YouTuber, but you get the idea. Uh, maybe you can put a link to my profile, Brent, in the show notes so people can go subscribe. I've heard that the more subscribers you have, the easier it is to do things on YouTube. Who knows? That is true. I don't know. We'll learn. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn from YouTube. There'll probably be some fun stuff, some totally unrelated to Bay Moss stuff. My son is convinced that we're going to become like this massive YouTube personality. <laughs> like me and him, like doing crazy things. He watches all these YouTubers that like, you know, throw cell phones off their roof. I was trying to explain to him the other day how massive YouTube really is. I was yeah. like, YouTube is full of crap. And he's like, what? He was so offended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, like there is so much good stuff on YouTube that you couldn't watch it all in a lifetime. And that is the tip of the iceberg. Yes. And below the waterline, it is all crap. Yeah. <laughs> like the amount of material on YouTube is unimaginably huge. You yeah. cannot wrap your mind around yeah. it. There's so much stuff out there and most of it is total junk. So well, I, I was trying to like let yeah. it know, like how, how big is YouTube? It's yeah. not really a good way to conceptualize Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So we're, we're going to try to create stuff on the tip of that iceberg. Exactly. <laughs> I sure hope so. And if I can't pull that off, we'll just, we'll just stop. But uh, there'll be everything from like just personal thoughts to non-church faith related stuff at all to really planned, prepped, constructed material. Um, some other ideas that I have, I, I, I'm going to try to maybe start making some, um, I don't know what, what you want to call it, some small group resources. Not, I will not be making discussion questions. I will not do that. That's a promise. Um, I will not do that because I, I would ruin what so many brilliant ideas you guys are giving. But I may make with every episode maybe a little video plug that just says, hey, if I were having a group about this episode, here are the big ideas that I would be wrestling with. Something like that. That kind of goes along with every episode. It's going to take me forever to do that. But you may see that kind of start to come out. Um, I've got all kinds of ideas. i got some other ideas, content uh, that I won't even share because I don't know if it will happen. I don't know how it's going to work, but I got some really cool ideas. So more content coming, not just audio, although you will see that, potentially even more, even more stuff out there. And I know, like, there are so many people who want discussion questions. But as was clearly illustrated to us uh, when we put out the call for ideas for the future of the podcast, like, there are so many brilliant ideas out there that we're not going to come up with on our own. So for us to set up a box around a given episode and, and force every group to go to the same place. It's just not, not the way we want to roll. Absolutely. Um, so maybe some important takeaways at this point, because there's more content coming, should the Lord allow us and equip us to do that. Um, so you want to stay in touch. So what that means is you need to be watching the website, but maybe the best way is to make sure you're signed up for the Baymont Messenger. If you're not signed up, you can head to our website and find the sign-up for that uh, under our news tab and um, get signed up for the Bama Messenger. That way you can just be in the know when we release new content or have something new we want you to look at or see. Though That's the kind of place that we'll be linking it in. Um, so make sure you're signed up for that. Um, one of the ways that the Lord is going to equip us and enable us to do this is through your continued generosity. And you guys have you guys responded when we have made... Um, 
requests and calls to help support our work, you guys have responded in big ways, and we've been able to capitalize on that. So not only does that just need to continue so that people like Brent and other help that we've been able to round up to help us do certain things, to create more content, to stay up on even things like emails and the amount of stuff that just comes in. Um, all those things are powered by um, just giving and generosity. And the more that uh, comes in, the more we're able to do. And we don't, we're going to keep being good stewards of that. And we're not going to try to do more than what is uh, provided, whatever God provides through the, the generosity of other people. We're not going to like step out in faith and do something and then require everybody else to carry the burden of that. We'll just take what comes in, what God chooses to to give through you. And we'll keep reminding you of how important that is and what you mean to us. Uh, a big thank you at this point to everybody who's listening to this episode that became a regular giver or or donated massive. I mean, we had people, uh, you know, send us $1,000, $3,000, $5,000 checks. Uh, it just really took us to a whole new place with what we were able to do. So, Thank you for that, and and keep keep it coming. And and if you are listening to this and you haven't become a regular giver, um, but you'd like to support our ministry, we're not talking about. I mean, some people have really become major supporters fifty, a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars a month. What a huge blessing that powers our ministry in big ways. But really, what's made the difference is just hundreds of people coming in at ten dollars a month. Just a small little monthly donation that you can set up recurring on your credit card bank account. And uh, man, it's made a huge difference. So thank you for that. Keep it coming. Anything else we need to talk about, Brent, before we close up shop here on this episode, this capstone? I don't think so. All right. Well, I want to close with another reading from Sarah Bessie. Another reading. You're like, oh, no, no. Well, this one's a little shorter. I read this one and always have with every generation of Bema. Um, I believe when I was doing the very first round of Bema before the podcast, in person with my students in a little classroom. I believe this book came out just like right. I read this right before we closed our time together. And, um, and I read this now uh, as kind of my last closing thoughts with every group of students that I have. And, and, and so now with all of these digital students, with this digital classroom and with this, um, all these pod I don't want to miss out on the opportunity here. April 2015. April 2015 is... When you read it. When I read it. So that would have been right before I finished my first session. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Great. All right, guys. I'm going to read this. This is called The Commissioning. Again, it's the last chapter of another book that Sarah Bessie wrote, just like the last one I read, The Benediction, out of out of sorts. This one's called The Commissioning, and it's out of her book, Jesus Feminist, which was written before Out of Sorts. It was one of her first books that she wrote. And um, it's one of my favorites, a little bit shorter than the last one. And uh, we'll see if I can keep it together. I usually get pretty emotional reading this one, but uh, so we'll see. It'll be fun. Here we go. Here, come and stand in front of me. Stand on your own two feet. Let's look each other right in the eye. It's a beautiful day dawning here at the water's edge. I picked a nice little spot for us here, didn't I? The wind can take your breath and your eyes are not satisfied with seeing the sunrise, I know. Stand now, head up. You're loved, remember? You're loved. You're free. And there's no shame here. Let me stretch my arms out wide like an Old Testament prophet. My hands are a working mama's hands, a bit worn and lined. Let's do this properly. 
Carry this with you. Remember it now. I commission you. In the mighty and powerful name of Jesus, I commission you for the work of the gospel as a minister of Jesus Christ, to live in your world as an ambassador of the kingdom. I commission you in the work of healing and serving and loving and reconciliation. You are an emissary of justice, and your work from now on is to put things right, to call those things that are not as they will be. I pray that the God of hope would fill you with peace that passes all understanding. I pray that you will be drawn into communities so rich, so deep, so diverse that you will disagree and fight and remain in fellowship together anyway. I pray that you will bring casseroles and prayer and laughter and tears to one another. I pray that you would have your toes stepped on, your feelings hurt, and that you would forgive. I pray that you would be given the gift of realizing that you were wrong about some important things. I pray that you would be quick to seek forgiveness and make it right when you are the transgressor. Stop waiting for someone else to say that you count, that you matter, that you have worth, that you have a voice, a place, that you are called. Didn't you know, darling, the one who knit you together in your mother's womb is the one singing these words over you? You are chosen. Stop waiting for someone else to validate your created self. That is done. Stop holding your breath, waiting to earn through your apologetics and memorized arguments, through your quietness, your submission, your home, your children, your correct doctrine that God has already freely given to you. Because, darling, you are valuable. You have worth. Not because of your gender or your vocation or your marital status, not because of your labels or your underlined approved by the gatekeeper's books or your accomplishments or your checked off tick boxes next to the celebration you've mistaken as a job description in Proverbs 31. In Christ, you have value beyond all of that. You abide in love. You can rest in your God-breathed worth. Can't you see? God has called you by name. He has written your name on the palm of his hands. You are knitted together. You are loved. You have been rescued already. Now go and do. You know Jesus. You have experienced the power and the grace with your own life. You have felt it in your own heart. Now go, heal, disciple, minister, love, loosen chains, throw open doors, bang on your pots and pans. Speak, breathe, prophesy, get behind a pulpit and preach. Mark exam papers, run a company or a nonprofit, clean your kitchen, put paint on a canvas, organize, rabble rouse, find transcendence in the laundry pile while you pray in obscurity, deliver babies for, for Haitian mothers in the midwifery clinic. Work the love out and in and around you however God has made you and placed you to do it. Just do it. Don't let the lies fence you in or hold you back. Love your spouse, love your babies, love the poor, love the orphans, love the widows, love the powerful, love the broken and the hurting, love your friends, love yourself, and love your enemies. Love until you come home and until love until you come to love the whole world in the fullness of God, in the full expression of the image bearer he created you to be, just that. No more, but certainly no less. Choose freedom. Choose the freedom of living loved, far from the debates and fence lines and name-calling and the belittling divisive stereotypes. Extend the gift of freedom and grace, second chances, and more grace, just as you have received them. As E.E. E. Cummings wrote, take courage to grow up and turn out to be who you really are. Live counterculturally when the culture, baptized or secular, does not affirm truth, love, faith, mercy, and justice. 
All of this matters, of course, because you matter, because your daughters and your sons matter, because your sisters and brothers matter, because the people of God and the entirety of his created world matters, and the mission of God matters, because redemption matters. It matters whether you are silenced in Illinois or in India, whether it's your actual breathing life or your soul life. So we'll keep up the holy work, however that looks. Keep prophesying our very lives. We'll keep worshiping, keep loving, keep making space for God in the world and in each other, space for holy grace to fill. The kingdom of God will be better with your voice, your hands, your experiences, your stories, your truth. You can go where I cannot go, and someone needs to hear you sing your song. You are someone's invitation. Rest in your God-breathed worth. Stop holding your breath, hiding your gifts, ducking your head, doling your roar, distracting your soul, stilling your hands, quieting your voice, and satiating your hunger with lesser things of this world. I pray for messy living rooms, for late nights, and for dirty dishes littering your counters. I pray for a faithful handful of friends and family to call the dark to call when the darkness presses in close to you. I pray that you would be quick to show up at the right time for another person. Come a little closer. I'm about to get all charismatic on you. Oh, yes. I want to lay my hands right on your head. Let's do this. I call you to joy, friend. I set you apart in your right now life for the daily work of liberation and love. Proclaim the kingdom of God with your hands and your feet and your voice to every soul and your care and influence. May your soul long for prayer and for the scriptures. May you keep secrets. May you give away your money. May you share your meals, and may you sit alone in silence outside of the sky and be satisfied. May you change the be- the bedding in the middle of the night without anger after yet another childish accident. May you hold babies and comfort the dying and be the voice of knowledge tempered with grace and wisdom. And may you never forget how to sing and be silly. May you make room in your life to be inconvenienced and put out. May you be Jesus with skin on for a few people. May you be fearless and may you eat good food. I pray that no matter your tool or method, mothering, preaching, cooking, writing, organizing, washing, teaching, building, money-making, all your whole life encompassing it all, you will walk in knowledge of the sacredness and purpose of your calling. I pray for dreams and visions for the active leading of the Holy Spirit, and I pray you would never forget that Abba is very very fond of you, and what a friend you have in Jesus. I pray for perseverance. For discipline, I pray for speech seasoned with salt. I pray that when you are bored and tired and discouraged and frustrated, when you feel futile and small and ridiculous, you will never, never, never give up. Your ministry, your work begins now, and it began long ago. Turn around and face your life. Look it in the eye because this, right now, this is it. If you are surrounded by jelly-faced toddlers or thousands of longing, hungry souls, or if you lift your head to find yourself in a hospital or a back alley or a church or an orphanage or your own suburban kitchen, if you are giving a voice for dozens or only one other soul, you are a minister. Feel it. Say the words. Roll them around in your teeth. You have been commissioned for the work of the gospel in Christ Jesus. You have. Keep your eyes open for the signs of God's presence. He is already at work in your world, revealing his ways to us all. You get to be a part of it, and I do too. We're in this together. Let's do this. We're calling people outside to the bonfire. There's lots of us here waiting for you on the open air. We've been here all along, don't you know? We've been ministering, preaching, praying, teaching, loving, mothering, caring, singing, walking each other home. It's glorious and messy far away from the limitations, the barriers, the restrictive religion. But look here. 
We, the people of God, are here with you. We are family. We're your family, and we've been waiting for you. Now I send you out. I send you out to the spot where you are right now. You are right now where you belong. You have everything you need to begin, and we will walk it out together. You are a part of the redemptive movement of God in the world for his daughters and his sons. You and me, we are kingdom people, an outpost of redemption engaged in God's mission of reconciliation. Blessed be his kingdom now and forevermore. Peace be with you, my friend. Peace. And would those be our words to to you. So thanks for making it to this spot with us. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. I think that'll do it for this episode. We'll be back um, at some point in the near future. With something new. Something new. All right. Thanks for joining us on the Bama Podcast. <laughs>